Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul of business. I am so excited that you landed here and are joining us, and I cannot wait to reveal the light in you. You see, The Sweetest Little Life is all about connecting the three most important key components of business, your mind, your body, and your soul, and how to completely illuminate and live out your best self in business by truly chasing your passion. So sit down, relax, and let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad that you are hanging out with me today on this Thursday evening, and we are going to be talking to Olivia tonight about some amazing topics that really just touch home for these unpredictable times right now. So tonight we're going to be covering how to nourish your body and just truly thrive in unprecedented times, how to just balance your mindset and get centered, and the core areas of life fulfillment so you can feel full, how to reduce stress and anxiety, and all around just well-being in this time. I am so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to reveal the mind, body, and soul of tonight's episode. Hello, Olivia. I am so so glad you're on the show today. Thank you for coming to chat with me. Hey, Courtney. So glad to to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really um, excited to having a chat about all things health and wellness. Absolutely. So tell us and the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Look, um, I'm based in Australia, if you can tell with the accent. So uh, Melbourne, Australia, it's so cold here. But look, I, um, I'm a health coach, um, but I actually specialise in um, food relationship coaching. So that is um, my, my title, my specialisation. And um, for those who don't know what a food relationship coach is, um, I predominantly help Um, I focus on helping, empowering and mentoring women to heal their relationship with food and overcome um, certain food behaviours such as overeating, binge eating and emotional eating, um, all through a blend of different nutrition and mindset practices, um, all for the same objective, to help them you know, be confident in their bodies, um, feel great when they look at themselves in the mirror um, and reach any of their health goals, whether it be weight loss, increased energy, improved relationships. Um, And I focus on, um, you know, all different core areas of your life, um, not just the food yet, but nourishing your body with the foods um, and being in alignment with yourself um, without diet. So I don't, you know, focus on um, strict diets and routines. Um, I really like to get people away from that so that they can have, um, you know, enjoy their life, but be healthy and have a bit more of an all-rounded, balanced approach. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. So it's a, that, that's what a food relationship coach is in a nutshell. That is amazing. And I love how it, you take it as more than counting calories and a diet. It's just, it's so much more than that, just all around your health. Yeah, it is. And look, I think 
um, you know, when I, I speak to people, regardless if they're clients or, um, you know, just networking, family, friends, what have you, um, when people have challenges with, with food, so their perception of food, what's healthy, unhealthy, um, you know, and how they deal with life um, and they use food to cope, you know, in times of stress, um, depression, anxiety, you know, and I'm particularly hearing it more in this time. You know, we, we had the outbreak. We're in a time of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear. People have, you know, taken pay cuts, lost jobs. And, you know, it might sound bizarre to some people that don't have a challenge with food, but more often than not, um, a lot of people use, you know, things like food as a way to as a way to cope. So then that, that unfortunately places um, strains on yourself, um, you know, weight changes and and um, a distorted body image and and an unhappiness in the way you look. So I really like to get people focused on you know other areas of your life and you know not placing so much importance on um, that you know, the calories and the weight and, and looking at more of a life, like how can we fulfill your life as a whole? So, you know, you no longer use food as a way to cope. So that's definitely been interesting. Absolutely. And then I know when you do your coaching, you focus on three main components. Can you tell our audience about those three main components and how they hook together just on your core foundation with how they can connect it during this time on you know, I know some people are still on lockdown, some are not and starting to actually go out and adventure again. But how can we really ground through this time? Yeah, definitely. So look, as a um, as a basis, I like to, um, I'm, I'm not really regimented when I coach. So every individual will, well, you might start off in a certain area looking at, okay, what's your desired outcome? And then we'll veer off on focusing on a different element, an element, sorry, a different element and more so on one of them. And what they are is, you know, the three core elements that make up a human, um, a human being um, and their fulfillment in life is the physical the spiritual and emotional. Um, and the physical does compile of a couple of things. So it covers your physical needs. So, um, you know, of honouring your body's hunger and fullness cues through your physiological need state. And your physiological need state is simply fulfilling your body with nourishing foods. So as a basis of a bit of a nutrition component, it's how are you fulfilling yourself with the right food? So, you know, yes, I think getting a bit of a basis of calories in and calories out is important. So you kind of know, you know, what your body needs, but it's more so when you're, when you're looking at what you're eating, looking at, you know, a meal on a plate, um, does it have a variety of colours? Is it a variety of your good fats, your macronutrients, like your um, complex carbohydrates, your plant or non-plant-based proteins, um, you know, um, your sources of fibre and, and fats and things like that. So it's getting people in touch with knowing when they're nourishing their body and being physically hungry. So that's through the physical. And when... Um, you know, I work with a lot of people um, or chatting to people about, you know, why are they sort of still hungry? Why are they feeling hungry after a couple of hours? Why are they not satisfied? It's, 
it's because they're not fueling their body with the essential nutrients. So it's making sure you're set up for your day so that, you know, if you have challenges in your life and you're stressed and you're not, you know, um, dipping for maybe a not so nourishing food um, in the middle of the day or you're not using food to cope. Um, Another element of your physical is not just um, vigorous exercise, but I like to call it choosing through a movement menu that is more aligned to your lifestyle and what empowers you to feel better about yourself. And one thing that I would love to to stress to people is that, um, you know, being healthy isn't about having to spend hours in a gym and become a power lifter or, um, you know, count a ridiculous amount of calories and shred it's um, being healthy is identifying different physical routines that make you feel really really good after um, that are good for your body and your soul and you know it's good for your body and your soul when you come back with clarity and you just feel really good afterwards so it might be changing it up, going for a bike ride or taking walks around to your cafe instead of driving. And, you know, some people I think it's um, we're not, you know, we're busy um, in our day and sometimes you don't have a regimented hour in the morning because, you know, you have families, you have children, you have different priorities. So it's how can you break up movement throughout your whole day so that, you know, you're getting in the required activity that your body needs. Absolutely. And then yeah, I want to so touch on too, you had brought up about the not eating and, you know, basically putting like it's the gas in your tank is nourishment and food. <laughs> and I, I was just talking to someone the other day and they were saying, um, oh, I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why I can't, you know, focus at all. And I was like, well, when are you eating first? And they're like, well, like three o'clock. That's the only time I can get food in. And I'm like, you're not eating till three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, there's your, like, your brain's not like getting any gas in the tank. And so I know a lot of moms do this. So could we touch on like maybe alternatives to women that are like, oh, I'm just not hungry when I wake up or I've got to do stuff with the kids. Like what are some maybe plan B's that they could do to nourish their bodies and get that fuel? Yeah, definitely. I I love how you've shared that, Courtney, because I think the one challenging thing is, is getting someone to not, I won't say force yourself to eat, but to educate your body that to change its eating patterns so that um, you're putting fuel in its body, your body at the right times. And so you're sparking up your metabolism. You're ensuring that your body and your cellular functions are working properly. Um, so what I would suggest is, and and I'll, um, I'll touch on this a bit and support that with um, someone that I did speak to a couple months ago um, who had some surgery and they weren't hungry. They were eating once a day. So maybe a bit of a similar story. And um I would just suggest about maybe writing, not doing a food journal, but why don't you prompt yourself down and and speak and, you know, if you're doing this for yourself, um, I would think about, okay, well, when I do eat, what are the foods that I enjoy to eat? What are some nourishing foods that I enjoy to eat? And if you're not sure of what's nourishing, um, I use something called the magic plate meal methodology. Um, it incorporates 
all the essential macronutrients um, and you can choose from a list of, you know, your your grains for your carbohydrates, your plant-based and non-plant-based proteins and fibres and good fats. And maybe try that. Try a bit of a four-day energy experiment where if you're not eating breakfast, how can you incorporate a small snack? Um, and if you have a specific routine where, um, as you said, you know, they might have kids and, and they're busy and they just feel like they don't have time to fit in a meal, is there something really easy that they might be able to prepare the night before, like a chia seed pudding? Um, that would be something really good that you can start incorporating because it's not too heavy. And what you probably want to do is get your body used to supplementing itself with some fuel. And what will happen over 7 to 14 days is your body adjusts to that. So it changes its metabolism and it will find it'll start, um, you know, fueling those nutrients properly and it regulates itself so that that he or she will start, you know, feeling the need to eat every X amount of hours as opposed to, you know, eating at three o'clock in the afternoon. So as a summary, I would probably brainstorm some foods that they might be interested in eating based on the texture and the colours that, that they enjoy. And seeing if they can make a little progressive snacks at different parts of their day. Oh, I think that's genius. It's a good story. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> well, meal prepping helps so much. Like, I have three kids and run a couple businesses. And I swear if I wasn't to be very, very strategic about how I was going to meal plan and do certain things at certain times and get my, you know, uh, my extra protein. Cause I work out a lot. Um, I would, there, there'd be no way I wouldn't be able to just wing it. Like I have to have some sort of plan for everyone in my family. Can I ask as a, as a mom, um, you inspire me. I don't have children, but um, how do you, like, what, what's your go-to snack that's fuss-free that you don't have to put a lot of effort into making? Okay, so you're going to laugh. Um, so <laughs> I make, and my husband hates chicken, so this is just even more hilarious, okay? I make, like, eight chicken breasts on Saturdays. I go to the farmer's market, and when I come home, I just um, bake chicken breast and I will sit and like, just have a chicken breast, like, cause it's, it can heat it up cause it's already cooked and it takes me like, I can like Yum. eat it intermediately and I like chicken and it's super lean fat. So, I mean, for me that works. And then if I'm like craving like some sort of grain or something, I love like the little veggie sticks. Me and my kids like are obsessed with those. So I always have those in a little bowl or something. And then I do fruit plates. So I'll like in the mornings, I'll do breakfast for the kids, but then I'll cut up like a little fruit plate. So, and I'll just have it out for the day. So instead of them coming in like rampaging through fruit snacks, they can just go have it like a slice of an apple. That's fantastic. So then you've got it for the children as well. It's there. You don't have to really repack it. I love it. Yeah, it just makes it so, it, it, it doesn't have to be stressful. I feel like so many people when you hit it so good on the head was that the relationship in general is so like, it's hard. It's hard to eat good. Going to McDonald's is easier. And it's like, it's, it's not hard if you totally change your mindset on it. Oh, 
Exactly. And the way you That's exactly feel, that. like the energy that you feel that, you know, even like, I mean, we, we still go to McDonald's, like, come on, I've got three kids. But I mean, when we go and when I do have cheat days, like I feel so sluggish and so yucky and it's horrible. And like, it affects everything about me. Like I sleep different. I'm thirsty. Yeah. It's just like your body literally trains itself and it's just our bodies are just so amazing. It is honestly, Courtney, that's that's the whole, um, you know, rewarding piece. And even for me, when you, when you take people through educating them about how to nourish your body and fuel it with, I don't like saying healthy foods and unhealthy because I try and get out of the food labeling. But, you know, fueling yourself with nourishing foods is that it does help people step away from, you know, certain food cravings or overeating at a particular time or binge eating and what they find is is they weren't actually nourishing their body with the essential nutrients and when you do that your your body feels satisfied it doesn't crave those other foods it's quite I don't know if you feel that but oh yeah um, yeah it's quite amazing yeah yeah it's just every the like your entire well-being is just different <laughs> exactly um yeah so did you want me to go through the other elements spiritual? I would love that. Yeah. So out of, out of the three, so we've touched on that whole physical with the food. Um, and the other core element um, of a human being and to get um, your life in fulfillment is spiritual. And spiritual really covers the need for meaning and purpose in someone's life. You know, your love and belonging to feel hope, peace and gratitude. That sounds really broad and I'd love just to to explain it for anyone who's listening in and um yes. Spirit yeah, spiritual covers I think a lot of people think it's a, a bit more like meditation and relaxation and and don't get me wrong it is, but there's a little bit more to that. It's and so deep. I think it is. It is. It's it's more so, yep, your mind and body. So making sure you're connecting your mental state, um, you know, you, you're adhering and you're fulfilling um, a positive body perception and self-worth through self-care practices. Um, it's also taking advantage of complex connections between state and mind and things like that. So, you know, you can do things like breathing techniques, meditation, you know, progressive muscle relaxation, guided imagery, um, there's all these different therapies that you can do um, and, you know, remedial massages, things like that. So that's, so that's how you're getting your body into a nourishing state and you're connecting your mind with that. I love that. And then, yeah. so what is your favorite spiritual practice that you do for yourself to just be grounded? I feel like right now, so many people are just feeling yeah. panic and stress and anxiety and worry. And it's so easy yeah. to get, I mean, I'm guilty of doing it through this time too. It's so easy to, you know, self-talk yourself into this not rational state instead of, you know, actually grounding. And so for me, it is definitely yoga, breathing, meditating. And recently I've been doing the energy ball. Have you heard of that? No, can you explain? What's the energy Oh, ball? my goodness gracious. So it is the coolest thing. <laughs> I just recently learned this like <laughs> probably a year ago. And it saved me when I had postpartum really bad, actually. 
So you, um, you put your fingers together and you start to slowly pull them apart until you feel that kind of magnetic pull of energy and you keep it there. And then you try and see how wide you can get it until you have a ball and starting out. I mean, you're only going to have a teeny tiny ball because you're not used to like playing with the energy and feeling it. And so then once you get it to where it's big or small or however big, wherever you're feeling off centered. So I'm super into chakras and. So my solar plexus, which is like your instinct, gut feeling, I mean, it's called a billion different things, but my gut is always kind of off when I get stressed out. And so to ground myself, you can take that energy and literally like you just play with it, like wherever you're feeling off in your body and you are like basically recycling energy through your body and putting it where it needs to go. And I know I sound completely crazy, but it works so good. My son, my oldest one, has super bad ADHD, and I taught him this method, and he de- he'll he be, like, just sitting on the couch and start doing it, and it helps him immensely, too. So, for us, that's, like, the biggest grounding, you know, trick that we have done. That is amazing. Can I – I'm trying – I'm actually trying to imagine doing it um, while you were explaining it. Um I'm going to have a little look up that a little bit more, but from your experience with it, how many, like, were you doing that every day for X amount of days to start, you know, seeing those changes? Yeah, it was about, I would say it was about seven to 14 days. I feel like it, the first like few days, you just feel kind of silly. You're like, what am I doing right now? And then after a while, you like actually start to feel it. And I feel like once that shifts and you actually feel the energy kind of move through your body and you're like, oh my goodness, my energy, my body, the physical mind, it's, it gets connected and it gets grounded and you can just feel like your body pull just being centered. Wow. I would love to, do you have a link that you can send me? I do. I'll put it on our podcast show notes too. Oh, that is fantastic because I'm all about doing different um, you know, relaxation exercises. And look, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter what work we're doing. We as human beings go through stress at certain stages of our life. And I hadn't actually heard of that. And if that's, you know, a piece of knowledge that I can get from you to to give to, you know, my family or friends or clients, I would absolutely love that. That's absolutely. a lot of value. <laughs> I'm getting onto it. <laughs> yeah, it really works. Wow. Okay. Yes. I can't wait for that. Yes. I'm so glad um, we talked about that. Yeah. And look, I I don't have the energy ball, but I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question. You asked, what do I do for spiritual? So there's a couple things. Um, one of them is, is I really like to try and practice gratitude and positive affirmations. And I'll be really honest with you before I became a health coach, I kind of thought all that stuff was really cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like you hear of oh gratitude and and that sort of thing, but when you um, gratitude can be practiced differently for different people. So some people are a little bit more visual, and some people like writing things down to really get the information to retain in their brain. I'm someone who likes to journal and write down. So I researched a bit about what gratitude was, and I started doing that. And being consistent with that every day at the same day, same time every day, um, maybe once or twice a day and doing that over three to four weeks 
and keeping up with it, I started seeing different, um, you know, the way I was perceiving things, the way I was handling different situations, my approach, um, how I was connecting with different people and, and, um, and dealing with situations and you, gratitude, you can, you know, just every day write down something that you're grateful for. It doesn't have to be a list of 10 things. And some days it can be repetitive. Um, but gratitude can be different things. So it could be, well, what were you grateful for the day before? It might be, you know, an interaction that you had with someone at a coffee shop because you had a conversation and it made you feel really good. Um, when you manifest that, so gratitude and manifesting sort of are related to oh, each absolutely. other. Um, yeah, you, you start getting that positive energy filtered into you and it really changes the way um, you hold yourself and how you actually respond and perform, whether or not, you know, your performance in the workplace or how you are in relationships. So I myself, coming from experience, I was always a very sometimes pessimistic looking for um you know being a bit reactive and always maybe seeing um the not so best of a situation before it arose um and that was my barrier to things so trying to take out the negative from a situation um because those sort of things were holding me back in progressing um with relationships and with my career so I really like practicing gratitude and you can do it before you do a workout in the morning or, you know, before you go to bed. It really doesn't matter when, but if I could recommend anything to anyone, it'd be give it some time and and really invest that energy in it and just make it, try and make it part of your routine and, and be consistent every day. Oh, consistent, yes. And, and you don't have to write it down all the time. It, it ends up becoming sort of like a way of life for you. You just see life in a positive light and you start without thinking about it so much seeing all the positives of every situation or or different areas of gratitude that you had experienced that day oh I love that and I feel like when you're able to make that shift you go from the well if only I had this then I would be happy that like want more constant empty void to just an abundant, which you don't even realize that you're already manifesting things and becoming emotionally abundant, you know, um, financially abundant, all these things, because you're so grateful for what is already right in front of you. Yeah, I, I agree. You're very right there. I think it's, we as human beings are always sort of focusing on what we don't yes. have and then what we do when it manifests the not so great things. Exactly. It's all, you know, I just, and I see that so much in people is it's just, and you know, it's, if I, if I had this, this would happen or everything's just situational versus being like just sitting with where you're at and knowing, you know, yep, this situation is happening. It's a learning lesson for me. I'm clearly supposed to get something out of this. And this is what I'm grateful for through this time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, I think for me too, um, if you're happy, I can share that last core element, the emotional. Oh, yes. We yeah, can extend the so, time, girl. I want to cover all three. Oh, yeah, we can. So we've done physical, spiritual and emotional. So for us, emotional is covering, you know, areas of your life that create fulfillment. So relationships, social, finance and work. 
Um, and a powerful exercise that I sort of do, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Courtney. It's called the Wheel of Life. No, I haven't. See, now you get to teach me something. Yeah. <laughs> so the Wheel of Life, it's okay. It's going to be hard to explain here, but basically the Wheel of Life is incorporated and it's and you can imagine drawing a circle and putting sort of eight slices. So drawing eight slices of a pie, like a pizza. Okay. Um, that are comprised of eight, yeah, eight slices, which are the eight core areas of your life. And each of those, um, I'll go through them in a little bit of detail, but there's family and friends, there's significant other, your personal growth, your fun and leisure, home environment, career, money and health. And every single person will have a different description within these and a different level that they're at among anyone else and what you do in that is you assess and you journal what your current state is in that so what's your current state with your family and your friends you know it might be your close friends immediate family um, and you delve into where your relationships are at are you fulfilled in that area are you not now your unfulfillment grade, your fulfillment grading is based on a scale of zero to 10. So 10 being like mega fulfilled, completely fulfilled and zero being so unfulfilled. And when you do that exercise and you dot where you are on the scale in the pie, you can see, you know, I like to show people, you know, that I'm working with, all right, these are the areas that you're really lacking in and you're unfulfilled. And these are the areas that you really fulfilled. What do we need to do in those areas? And it might be money, health and career to get them to your level 10 on fulfillment. And what we, the real aha moment that a lot of people get is that their unfulfillment in certain level areas of their life might be what's causing them stress, anxiety, depression, um, a binge eating disorder, mm-hmm. you know, an under eating disorder, weight issues and people often don't realize that um you know and I'll I'll talk about weight as an example the reason why they might be overweight they always just might just think it's about the nutrition they're putting in their body but when you do the deeper work as you touched on earlier the deeper work like looking at your life areas um is getting to that root of the cause So, you know, you you might have a look at, you know, something like your career. If it's at a level two, you you want to delve into it. Well, what is it causing it? Is it, do you have a manager that's holding you back? Are you unfulfilled in your work? And when you can find all that and make those changes to better that, you can see how it'll make maybe improvements to, you know, the way you're eating your weight or then the other areas of your life, it will help improve your relationships with your partner or your friends and your confidence. So that's that's that emotional element of your life and that's the work that we do around that. So I find it really empowering and I love doing, you know, that sort of exercise with people because everyone's so unique. Right. And everyone has, yeah. like, everyone has something. That's something that, yeah, I wish I would have realized 10 years ago, you know, because you get so in your head so easy. And it's like, you know what? Everyone 
everyone has some sort of struggle and some demon that they are battling and that is just their walk of life. So when you put it like that, so visually, I'm just, I can see it picture perfect in my head. Um, it, it just really breaks down like, whoa, okay, I need to work in A, B, C, D areas of my life. Yeah. And look, it's, it's something, I mean, we're, we're just, people are busy and people, like, people don't necessarily think about the root of the cause because they don't have someone to guide them or they they just don't you know they might need that little bit of extra step that help to veer him in that right direction and I think it's really good because once you know what they are you know to be conscious about them and then and and the thing is we we don't we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves because we're never going to be at a level 10 in all of the eight core areas it's just impossible because there's so many other factors in life are sometimes out of our control that impact it but it's just recognizing it and you know being conscious of it and what is in our control how can you know we support that to make it better yes and just allowing grace through that growth yeah exactly right but um but yeah so if you've got that visual it's like a it's like a part a pizza so it's got, <laughs> you do the work and you draw your level of fulfillment areas and you make a note. No, you literally, you, you couldn't have broken that down more clear. I love it. I try, I try. To no, that is amazing. And you know what? I'll even draw a little picture on our show notes. So people that are like, I'm not oh, getting it. That. I will draw a piece of pie for everyone. I love it. I love it. I'm happy to share, share over a little, um, document for you if ever you want to have a look at oh thank you yeah okay so my gosh you are amazing my I'm just so excited that we got to touch on this through this time and especially the three core elements and so where can we all find you at yeah definitely um okay so you you're best to find me at um on my instagram so um, if you search healing eating underscore, that's where you'll be able to find me. Perfect. And I'll include everything as well. And I just thank you so much for your time, Olivia. This was so good. No worries at all. Um, I've actually really, really enjoyed this podcast, Courtney. I think the way that you um, hold yourself and you give insights to, you know, your lifestyle with you know, with everything and incorporating your body, your mind and your life, it really incorporates, you know, not just in the time that we're in now, you know, it's there to support everyone in the, in anyone's lifestyle. And yeah, you've really inspired me and I'm really happy that we've connected. Oh God, that just touches my heart. Thank you, Olivia. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Yes. And we will definitely talk soon. We will indeed. Okay. Okay. Bye, girl. Have a good night. Speak soon. Olivia is seriously so motivational, so down to earth, and I just enjoy our conversations. I really hope that you guys got something really beneficial tonight about the relationships with food, the relationship with your body, and how important it is to stay grounded through this time, but also just to allow yourself grace that if you do float away, if something does happen, it's okay and take it as a learning lesson and pick yourself up and keep moving. 
if I can tell you anything, life is one giant lesson to mold you into something so beautiful. You are capable, you are worth it, and you are amazing. Until next time, friends.